I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey guys, welcome back to the Truth For Youth podcast. I haven't really done an intro in a while, so if you're new to the podcast, or maybe you're just not real sure, who the heck is Micah Murphy? Well, I'm a youth pastor. I'm a current youth pastor at First Baptist Church in Venice, Florida, but I've been a youth pastor for over 13 years, and I've been working with teenagers and students for over 25 years, so I have tons of experience with teenagers. And I also have two teenage boys as well. So I know a little bit about youth ministry. I know a little bit about teenagers. I don't know everything, not ever claiming to. But guys, I've learned a lot through my life. And I've learned a lot through the lives of those that I have been in contact with or have counseled with through parents or kids themselves. So guys, my passion is to share the truth with you. Not the world's truth. Not Micah's truth but Jesus' truth. So guys, today I have got one that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's called Trust the Process. That is a phrase that I have heard so many times over the course of my life. I've heard it told to me by coaches or by mentors, but I've also heard it a lot. You know, I've heard it in movies, I've heard it in motivational speeches, Uh, We tend to hear it maybe when a new coach is taking over a program. It's just a pretty common phrase. And if I think about that phrase, I I was really just trying to think, when, when a coach says that or when someone says that, what are the first things that come to mind? Well, for me, I started thinking, well, you're probably not gonna like what's about to happen. If they're having to tell you trust the process, that means that you're gonna wanna not believe if they're having to tell you to trust it. Um, And there's probably gonna be things that you don't like or don't want to do in that quote unquote process. So let's look at it from a a sports standpoint. Again, uh, sports have been a big part of my my life, my growing up, and even now with my, my son's very active. So when a coach says, trust the process, that usually means that either you as a player, you're not gonna like it, or you're not gonna understand what's about to happen. Maybe both, probably both at some point. So the coach is trying to get you to buy in and to believe in what he's gonna do. Maybe it's his new coaching philosophy or it's his strategy, but he obviously has a game plan and he's got things in his game plan that he thinks are important for his players, for his coaches, to do in order to get that program either turned around or to the next level of, of success, right? So he's going to be like, these are the critical tasks that we have to do. You may not understand why we're doing these things, and that's okay. You don't have to understand them. You don't have to get meaning from everything, but I need you to do them anyways, which means trust the process. There's probably going to be things in here that you really just don't want to do. But if you'll do them and trust the process, then he's claiming that there will be some results, right? There'll be positive things that come from that. You know, people will also use that phrase, maybe it's business mentors. I've heard that a lot in in the entrepreneur world. You know, you gotta trust this process. These are the keys that you need to do in order to be successful. 
in whatever you're, you know, you're going after your business or whatever. Like if you'll do these critical tasks, they may not make sense to you and you may not see results right away. It may take a long time, but if you quote unquote trust the process, then it's going to get you to where you want to be or where you need to be. Also, I've heard it in the health and fitness area. Maybe it's someone that's, that's trying to get someone to lose weight or to gain muscle mass. And they say, here's the eating plan. I need you to stick to this plan. These are the macros or these are the calories or the foods that I need you to eat every day. And here's the exercise plan. I need you to do this, either this amount of cardio or I need you to do this type of workout. And you're probably not going to like it. And you're going to have doubts. And there's going to be days where the scale is not your friend. It's either not light enough for you or it's not heavy enough for you because you're trying to gain muscle mass. But if he's telling you, trust the process, that means you're not going to probably like what you're doing and you're probably not going to like the results immediately. But you got to give it time because the word process usually means it's not quick, that it's going to be time consuming. It's going to take a, a time period longer than you would like in order to achieve something. So it's trusting that process. But here's the thing. We as humans, we don't typically like the process. Why? We've been spoiled to get immediate gratification. We've been spoiled to get things as soon as we want those things. We're so used to the speed of technology and the speed of the world that we live in. We can text immediately. We can call somebody immediately. We can, you know, we can get shipped items that we buy today can come maybe even later today, if not today, tomorrow, the next day. We can get it so quick. And so we don't like the long-term process. We want results. We want answers very quickly. But in reality, there's just some things you're not going to get quickly. You may get text messages and phone calls and some other things real quick, but there's also things in life that are not going to come quick. But that's to our benefit. We don't realize that, but it really is. The process is really our friend in a lot of ways. Now, obviously, I'm going to talk about the spiritual aspect of trusting the process. Okay, there's, there's obviously lots of benefits to trusting the process in sports and health and fitness and all that. Right, just like losing weight. You know, you're not going to eat healthy one day and look at the scale and be down to your ideal weight. That doesn't happen, right? There's a process. There's many, many days of consistently doing that. So what about the spiritual aspect? If you're like me, there's so many times in life where you wanted God to do something immediately. Like you want the answer to that prayer right now or at best in the morning. (laughs) You know, like, God, I need this answer now. Or you're wanting him to do something on your behalf very quickly. If you've ever been really ill or had a family member very ill, or you've been in a lot of pain or discomfort, or you're in a very difficult time, maybe it's this deep depression or just life is just crumbling on top of you, what do we tend to do? We beg God, get us out of this situation. God, help us. Take away the pain. Take away the sadness. 
Take away the anger. Take away the frustration. Take away the enemy that is crushing me. But guess what? What if that's not part of the process? What if that's not God's original plan? So I think we have to be very, very careful on what we're praying. Because a lot of times we just have those knee-jerk reactions where we're just praying because it's the first thing that pops into our mind. God, take away the pain. God, take away the discomfort. Because I don't like discomfort. I don't like pain. We as humans like comfort. We like happiness. We like pleasure. We like easy. We don't like the difficult. We don't like the hard. We don't like things that are going to put a lot of strain and pressure on us, a lot of burden, a lot of extra weight that we have to carry, not physical weight, but the, the mental weight. We don't like that stuff. But if you really think about it, it's those things that really help us become better people. No, we don't like them, but they do benefit us. They help us in the end. So we, as followers of Christ, must trust the process. Yes, God may take a long time to answer your prayers. And then he may answer them in a way that you didn't really necessarily want them answered. (laughs) You know, you're going to get an answer, just may not be the one that you were hoping for. Or your time frame may be way off from God's time frame. You're thinking, oh, in a couple of days, weeks, maybe months, and God's thinking, no, 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 years, years down the road is when I'll answer that prayer or I'll finish that particular process that you're in. So how do we deal with this? You know, teenagers, how do you deal with the processes that God's throwing at you, that God's putting you in, that God's allowing you to go through because they're not fun and they're going to last longer than you want them to last. So here's a couple things that I think will benefit you if you'll grasp this now, if you'll really understand this, this will help you so much going forward. And even adults, okay? I know we have adults to listen to this. This will help you as well. First and foremost, you need to realize that you're not alone. Okay, I think so many times we think that we're this special individual, and special not in a good way, that for whatever reason, we're the only one that's dealing with this particular issue or struggle or pain, and we always tend to say that, why me, God? Why does this always happen to me? Why do I have to experience this? Why do I, 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 I? Guess what? It's not just you. You're not the only one dealing with that stuff. You're not the only one that faces pain. You're not the only one that goes through obstacles. You're not the only one that has a difficult time. Everyone has difficulties. Everyone has obstacles. Now, I will say, yes, there are people that have a lot more tragedy, sadness, difficulties, a lot steeper hill to climb than others. Okay, but you out there that think you're the special one, guess what? I promise you someone else has it harder than you. 
Someone may have it easier than you, but I bet you someone else also has it harder than you. And you're not alone in dealing with the struggles. You're not alone in feeling what you're feeling. The second thing that you need to grasp is understand that the process is a critical part of your journey. It is a crucial part in making you who God wants you to be. In first uh, or in Philippians chapter one verse six, this is what it says. And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. That was the New Living Translation. Here's the message. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day that Christ Jesus appears. So God has started to work in all of us. And it's a process, okay? And there's different processes within the process, Some of those are difficult. Some of those are hard. Some of those are are a little bit easier, but there's a process. And he's saying he is going to continue that process until you are complete, until you are perfect. If you allow it, don't be praying, God, get me out of this immediately, because what if that's not what God wants? What if God wants you to stay in pain for a little bit longer because you haven't learned what he needs you to learn? That's a tough one to grasp. God, I, I don't want to feel pain anymore. You know what? Maybe God wants you to feel pain a little bit more. Not because he's evil, not because he's mean, but because he's molding you into being something better and you haven't reached that point yet. You know, I've always been kind of intrigued with, with gold. Not that I want gold or like gold. I mean, I'll take it if you give it to me. But I've always enjoyed the reality TV show Gold Rush. You know, where you have these guys that are just digging in the ground and they're, they're, and they're looking for that, uh, that special colored rock, right? That metal, that gold. And then when they find it, you know, they have to clean it and, and do all the things for it. And there's so much time and energy invested in getting that gold. Well, then once they get it, they have to clean it and, you know, then they, they kind of put it through a little bit of a refining process. Well, then when they get that, they have to take that and refine that even more. But if you look at the process of what the gold itself has to go through, it's difficult. It's a difficult process. The refining process is very difficult and it's very long. If gold actually had nerves that could feel pain, (laughs) uh, it would be miserable because all the beating and the pounding that it has to go through. And then once it's done in that process, then it's sent to extreme temperatures and melted and boiled to get all the impurities out of it. Because see, gold in its raw form has all these other impurities and all these other foreign uh, matter in it or attached to it. And in order to get rid of all the other stuff, it's got to be refined over and over. And it's it's a long process. And there's more than just one process, it's multiple process. And usually it's, it's a lot of heat. Again, it, it's not a very comfortable process. Again, if gold could feel something. 
But you do this over and over until you finally get to 99.99% pure gold. And what's the difference in the pure gold versus that raw gold? Well, take it to someone and offer, you know, offer a price for it. See what you get. That pure gold is always going to bring more money. It's more valuable. Now, what about us as humans? You know, sometimes God has us go through that refining process, which is not comfortable. It's not fun, but it's getting impurities out of us. It's molding us. Maybe it's causing us to have more of a dependence on God, more a stronger faith in God. He's teaching us things. He's teaching us perseverance. He's teaching us grit. He's teaching us things that he wants us to have and to, to know so that we become better. He doesn't need it for us. He's doing it for our benefit. We become, quote unquote, more valuable. I mean, we're all valuable in God's eyes regardless but he, we are reaching our full potential. That raw gold, if it's left the way it is, it hasn't reached its full potential. But through the refining process, it now has become its full potential. We as humans, God has created us to do great things. But we're not going to do great things. We're not going to be the great followers of Christ if we haven't gone through a refining process, if we don't continue the process to become who God wants us to come, become. Again, it's not fun. It's not easy, but it's critical. It's getting us to where God wants us to be. And guys, there's always, always going to be a process. And for this, you should be thankful. Because if there is no more process, then that means God's pretty much done with you, which means you're probably not going to be alive very long. So the fact that you're alive, the fact that you're taking a breath right now, means that God is not done with you. Means you're still in some type of process. And it may not be the difficult process, but there's a process and there's going to be another one coming. So be thankful for your process. Trust God. Again, if we go back to that coaching analogy, if we could see everything that this coach was going to do, we, we could see all the benefits to these, maybe the drills or the, the things that he has us doing, the strategy, the, the game plan. If we knew everything, he would never have to say, trust me, trust the process. We would just, we'd all be believers. We would all know for sure. Well, think about it with God. We don't always see. We don't always understand there's a trust. There is a faith. And that's where we as followers of Christ must trust our creator, trust our savior, that he has our best intentions at mind. He knows what's best for us. He created us. You must trust the process. However long that process might be, stay diligent. Stay persistent. Keep moving forward. Keep doing your part because I promise you God's doing his part. He's not out there taking a nap. You may be waiting on God 
That's not God. God doesn't call us to do that. God wants us working. He wants us putting forth effort. He wants us being the best that we can possibly be for our benefit. He loves us and he's given us a life and we should cherish that. And you should trust the process. Don't ever doubt God. Don't ever doubt the process that he has you in. Guys, I hope you grasp that concept that will make your life so much easier. Don't get, ang- don't get anxious. Don't get nervous. Don't get worried when you're in the process that God has you in. Be faithful. Trust him. Keep grinding. Keep learning. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust him, his timing, his process. And it'll all work out in the end. Guys, the Bible is full of stories and characters that had to trust the process for a really long time. A couple that pop in my head, Moses. God wanted to use Moses to get his people out of Egypt. He sends them to Pharaoh. Moses probably thinks that's it. Okay, I go to Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh that's the end of the story because God's sending me to do this. Pharaoh hardens his heart. He doesn't do it. Okay, well, maybe it takes two times, right? Goes back, does it again. Okay, maybe three times. Ten different plagues God has to send on Pharaoh in order for him to finally let the people go. How hard would that have been for Moses? You're going to the mighty Pharaoh and demanding that he let God's people go. And it keeps taking time again and again and again. Then you finally get the free people. You finally accomplish the mission. You think you have reached your destination and things are going to be great. And then the people are disobedient. The people hate you basically at this point. What have you done to us, Moses? We were better off in Egypt as slaves. Moses is like, what the heck is going on? And then we're going to wander in the desert for 40 stinking years. Moses, you got to trust the process. What about my, my boy Joseph? His brother sold the man into slavery. He finally gets out of being a slave. He works his way up, gets thrown into jail, being a righteous, godly man. He gets thrown into jail and bad things continue to happen to him. But he continues to trust the process. It takes him 22 years before he finally gets to see the fruit of the process. When his family comes to him and he finally gets to be reunited with his family and he finally gets to rescue his family from a famine and become the hero that he knew he was always going to be. But that process, that sucky process, took 22 years. So guess what? The couple days, weeks, months, maybe years that you're dealing with, it's just part of the process. It's part of the process. All right, guys. Love you. We will catch you in the next podcast. Until then, peace out. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we are.